Hello, everybody, and welcome to the final episode for 2022 of Hot Mess Podcast. I had you all scared there for a second, didn't I? We are returning in 2023 for another season, which I am so beyond excited about. But today we are going to be looking back at what was the year 2022, and we will be reviewing the bops and flops. Now, I got to be honest, I can only really remember the flops. I've had to do some research, some Googling, because I feel like we can't really remember all the good things that happened this year. All I can think of are the flops, but that's fun for us. We're going to be diving in. We're going to be discussing. We're going to be having some fun. Let's get straight into it. Let's start off with our first segment, which are the bops and the flops of pop culture in 2022. Now, I've had to do my research for this because I forgot just how much occurred in 2022 that shook the nation. If not just the nation, the globe. We went into quakes because of some of these things. I hate everything I just said. I hope you know that. But we're going to start off with the slap. And I'm sure you know what I'm discussing here. We're talking about the slap that occurred at the Oscars this year, which began with, well, technically, some would say it began with Chris Rock and it ended with the slap made by Will Smith. And what I find interesting about this slap is that nobody really remembers that it was Chris Rock who was the victim of the slap. Everyone remembers Will Smith for doing the slap though. So it's interesting how it's like everyone's forgotten the victim, but they remember who created the issue. So a very interesting time. Uh, Definitely had everyone talking at the time. This was obviously for me a flop because it was a flop for the industry. It was a flop for Will Smith. It was a flop for violence and culture and how that is perceived and how it is normalized in our culture. I just very disgusting situation. I think unfortunately, I mean, not unfortunately, Will Smith is a very talented man. He will have a renaissance. He will have a comeback from this. I think it's something that people won't forget though. Um, Who knows? He might be invited to the next Oscars, but who are we to say whether or not that's going to happen, but we'll see. My second flop for 2022 is the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial of the century, as some would call it. So obviously this was about the defamation and it it was broadcast all over social media. It really had everyone talking. What I find interesting is the divorce actually happened in 2017. And obviously the year later, Amber Heard wrote the feature in the Washington Post about surviving an abusive relationship. So that was 2018. However, this year we saw the defamation case in which he sued Amber, Johnny Depp sued Amber Heard for $50 million in damages. And I just find it really interesting about how divided it created, like culturally and, um, where it made people stand. I saw a lot of friends having opposing positions and ideas about it. And a lot of people argued about this as well, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really have anything to do with us. I think it was a very interesting conversation that was brought up about, again, how people perceive people in abusive relationships. And it brings up the topic of 
if she was so unhappy, why didn't she leave? And it talks about toxic masculinity and also toxic femininity and how that can be used against people and stuff like that as well. It was very divisive. However, I don't, I mean, just personally, I don't believe either of them are right or wrong in this situation. I think obviously both of them were abusive. Um, so I don't think either of them are good or bad technically. I think they've both done some really fucked up things to each other and I'm glad that this case is over and I'm glad that we're not seeing it on social media as much. I think it's definitely interesting how Johnny Depp has obviously had his career come back. Um, He's featured in a lot of ads for different companies. He walked in the Fenty, no, not Fenty. What am I thinking? He walked Rihanna's runway and what have we heard from Amber? Nothing yet. I'll be interested to see where life takes the two of them. Another flop for 2022, Kim Kardashian wearing Marilyn's iconic gown in which she sang happy birthday to Mr. President in. Now this again divided everyone. Did I, do I think she looked incredible? Absolutely. She looked amazing. Do I think it was the appropriate thing to do? Considering Ripley's have come out. Oh, well, they have actually come out to deny that Kim Kardashian had damaged the dress. So um, that was just a rumor spread across the Internet. I don't think that's an issue now. Ripley's have said that she did not damage the dress. Therefore, we should just be like, okay, and move on. I do think the sexualization of Marilyn Monroe in today's day and age is still as disturbing considering how much she suffered in life and in death at the, like due to sexuality and stuff like that. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm neither here nor there on that topic, but obviously it was a huge moment in pop culture. So I had to bring it up. Now we're going on to our first bop, Louis Theroux becoming a viral meme with his money don't jiggle jiggle it folds and honestly he okay I cannot pronounce Amelia's last name de Moldenberg did I get that correct first go okay that was kind of a slay of me he appeared on Amelia de Moldenberg's YouTube show chicken shop date which I have discussed before because I love her I think she's iconic and I love her interviews and obviously Louis Theroux performed his rendition of his amateur rap jiggle jiggle and it was just iconic. And this, he first debuted this song in 2000 and it has created a resurgence. It's now all over the iTunes and Spotify charts. We love, we also love re- the Renaissance of running up that hill by Kate Bush. That was a bop for 2022. It is one of the most popular songs worldwide in 2022. It even reached number one in Australia, where I am from. And I still hear it quite regularly. I even hear remixes on a night out. The DJ knows how to play that song. They know how to make it bop. Okay. I'm I'm leaving this one up to the audience. Benefer 2.0. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck getting married again. Well, are they married again? Did they actually get married? I don't know. Honestly, I'm impartial to this couple again, but... Everyone was talking about it. Everyone was like, oh my God, Benefer are back together. And I'm like, I mean, good for them. 
I guess. I'm going to be honest, people might hate me for this. I'm not a huge fan of either of them. In fact, Ben Affleck really annoys me and his rendition, I guess, his portrayal of Batman, I hated. Sorry, Ben, you were not a great Batman. So I don't know. Mm. The don't worry, darling drama. Okay. I feel like technically you would say this is a flop because of what it did to the film and how it created divisiveness for the film and how people saw the movie. I think it was a fucking bop. I loved the drama surrounded by the Don't Worry Darling film. I love all the tea about the star-studded cast and Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles and Florence Pugh. Jason Sudeikis, like the entanglement, if you will. I think it's so interesting. I have really done rundowns on that in previous episodes. You guys know how much this drama spoke to my soul because every single detail was just, oh, it left me hanging. Shia LaBeouf's like little segue into this and how he came back with proof that he and Flo were like tight. Meanwhile, Olivia Wilde was trying to make it act like 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 Florence didn't want to work with Shia LaBeouf. Like so interesting to me. And then of course the when it happened at the uh, Venice Film Festival when it first debuted and there was the spit gate. Did Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine and Florence Pugh rocking up late with an Aperol spritz in hand and all of her team wearing team flow shirts. I'm like, I'm sorry. That is the level of petty I want to be. I look up to Florence so much in life and I think she's just an icon. A flop Elon Musk buying Twitter and his Twitter shenanigans. And I'll add on to that Kanye West on Twitter Kanye in general in 2022 has been a flop. I've got to say it. I am worried about this man's mental health and where we will see it take him in the new year. Who knows? Um, It's just one of those things where it's like, what the fuck is happening? Where are we going next with this? Kanye, what are you doing? And it's hard because it's like so many people were big, big fans of his. And now he's lost so much like so many people have lost so much respect for him and not just him, like an extension of him, his music, because sometimes it's so hard to separate the art from the artist. So I don't know. He was, he flopped this year. He flopped hard. Anti-Semitism, homophobia, racism, like so much, so, so much that we can just say, this is not okay. Threatening Pete Davidson's life. Like, Mm, not cool, not cool. Even if you think it's art and it's in a music video to threaten the life of somebody who's dating your ex-wife, like you two are not together anymore. I think in his mind, they're still together or something because he acts like he's her protector. Like let Kim move on. She just did a really good uh, interview um, in a podcast where she talks about the struggles of co-parenting when somebody is unwell and my God, I cannot imagine what she's going through. And people would say, don't feel sorry for her. She's got all the help in the world. She's wealthy. She can afford help. That's not the point. Like when you're having to do legal battles and also trying to protect your children from seeing this side of their parent, when it's like you want them to have a healthy relationship with their parent, you don't want them to feel separated from them in any way, shape or form. You don't want them to resent you also for making them grow up hating their dad and stuff like that. 
I cannot imagine having to deal with stuff like that, especially when you're in the public eye as much as Kim and Kanye. Like, I don't know how Kim is managing to block all the info from getting through to her children, but she's doing a fantastic job at it. I think she's an incredible mum for being able to do this and push all of her own personal beliefs and issues aside in order so that her kids can have a healthy relationship with their father. I think that is honorable, honestly. And so I'm going to say a bop is her relationship with Pete Davidson. Nobody saw it coming, but I have mad respect for it. Pete Davidson seems like a charismatic guy. As Kim said in her own words, she heard about that BDE and she just wanted to get around it. And I applaud her for that. She needed some BDE energy after all the shit that she went through in her previous marriage. I don't blame her. She was out there to have fun. Maybe it wasn't there to last a long time, but I'm like, slay sister. She got somebody who a lot of people love due to how charismatic it is. And it seemed like she had a lot of fun with him. She came out of her shell a lot. I love that for her. I think Kim and Pete were a really great couple. All right, guys, 2022 was the year of cheaters. And this is another thing that we have discussed on this podcast. Are men okay? Because this year we were constantly, constantly shocked by men's behavior. We're talking Adam Levine. We are talking Ned Fulmer. Fulmer? Fulmer. See, I don't even want to remember his name because I'm like, what you did to Ariel? I remember the wife's name. What you did to her? Not okay. Not okay. Yeah, men men in 2022 were just straight up not okay. Like, are we going to discuss the fact, we, we will, that Adam Levine wanted to name his unborn child with Bahati Prinsloo after the woman who he had an affair with for about a year? Nah, that's messed up. That's messed up. And then imagine Bahati of like finding this out and being like, you wanted to name our child the name of the woman that you were sleeping with while I was pregnant? excuse me? That's disgusting. And then Ned, who was the designated wife man, he loved his wife. He made it his whole personality. Then cheating on his wife with somebody much younger than him who worked for the company, abused his power in that position, in that job to cheat on his wife. Nah, but I do love at how the Try Guys have clapped back at the situation. They immediately let him go from the company and I believe they also let go the woman who was involved in the affair and obviously because they created so much content with him that had not been released yet they're just like putting elephants over his face which I think is hilarious literally the elephant in the room just makes sense okay a flop obviously the death of the queen R.I.P. Lizzie um Obviously, I don't agree with colonialism. Did I just say colonialism? Is that even a word? Wow, me trying to sound intelligent. Colonization. I'm not a fan of colonization, obviously. That shit's fucked up. I hate that I've grown up in a world where it's normalized. And obviously, growing up in Australia, it is a huge issue with... Who's interrupting me? I'm going so well on this. Obviously, Australia has multiple, multiple issues with colonization and how we treat our First Nations peoples, and that leads back to the royal family. So do I think that the royals are 
needed? Do I love them? No. Do I think it was somewhat sad and nostalgic to watch the Queen's funeral? A little bit. I think it for me, it's because of like how much I know my grandparents adored her. And I don't know, it feels like a loss for that generation. But I don't personally feel any emotional attachment to it. I don't know. Again, divisive. I'm going to talk about some albums people liked and albums people did not like. I'm going to say it. I didn't love Beyonce's album this year. I'm going to get thrashed on the internet for saying that. I'm going to say it was a bit of a flop. Just because it's Beyonce and we expect the most incredible work from her, but her Renaissance album was probably just not her best. Do I think it had some great bops on there though? Yes. Would I say it was a jaw dropping album of this year? No. I'm also going to say, oh my God, I'm going to sound like such a fake fan. Harry's House by Harry Styles, his third studio album. Of course it achieved great success. People will say it's a bop. I agree. Bops. There are many bops on there. Do I think it's his best album? No, I don't. Honestly, I feel like this year's like this year's just really seen a lot of not fantastic music. I think Lizzo had a great year. Um about damn time, like she really blew up on the internet. I think Taylor Swift of course had a fantastic year. Um, I love Midnight's. I think that's one of the best albums of 2022. I'm going to say Drake flopped. Sorry, Drake. Scissor, amazing, amazing, amazing. Have her on repeat. I think Scissor really bopped off, bopped off, popped off and bopped off in 2022. James Corden's Fall from Grace in 2022. I'm going to say it. That was a bop for me. That was a bop. Watching him plummet was a bit of a bop do I wish that on anyone's mental health obviously not but when you're treating some people poorly karma is a bitch actually in the words of Taylor Swift karma is my boyfriend karma is a god karma is a god karma is a god karma is the breeze in my hair on the weekend karma is a relaxing thought anyway watching his fall from grace happen was really satisfying just because he's always kind of given off the energy that he is a bit of an ass. So watching his fall from grace, I was like, about damn time. It's about damn time. Oh my God. Stop me now. Stop me now. Somebody hold me back. Also. Okay. That was another thing. Him and his relationship with Harry Styles really confuses me because I'm just like Harry Styles claims to be some incredible, like a godly person. Oh my God, I'm such a fake fan. But then he remains friends with people like James Corden and he has a relationship with Olivia Wilde, who we also know is a very problematic person in in the media and in Hollywood. So it makes you wonder a little bit like who you keep in your circle says a lot about you in my mind. All right. I'm going to say a a bop of 2022 was seeing Selena Gomez and Hailey Bieber end their long ongoing feud. Do I think it was legit? Not really, but I appreciate it. I appreciated seeing it happen. I feel like it was really a moment in history for women 
in pop culture, especially when you consider how long these women have been pitted against each other purely because of their mutual relationships with one Justin Bieber. Also, I want to see Justin succeed more in 2023. I hope nothing but the best for him. I think he's come a long way. Like, I only realized today he's been making music literally since 2009. Like, are you joking? I really hope he has a great 2023. Justin Bieber, this is a shout out to you. I hope you have a good 2023. I'm wishing you nothing but the best. A bop again, Jenna Ortega, her dance in the in the TV series Wednesday. We saw that blow up on the internet. That was an iconic moment. Um, another flop. I've got a few more flops. The thin is in becoming, I'm, I've said that in quotation marks, becoming a trend again. Not a fan. Not a fan of thin is in. I think everyone should just be able to express themselves in their own skin and no matter what their size is, I hate that the fact that like the quote thin is in has become a thing again. I think it's disgusting and I think it really creates a divide in people and it sets us back in like I think we were coming a long way in how inclusive we are in clothing companies and what we see on TV and in magazines and I feel like it's just a step in the wrong direction for us. Balenciaga, they flopped hard, 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 hard. I saw a girl wearing a Balenciaga top today and I was like, oh, sweet thing. Are you a little bit embarrassed to be wearing that down the street? Because I would be, and I know you paid a lot of money for that, but I would be embarrassed. And I'm very sorry that you're still wearing that. If you agree with anything that Balenciaga have done with their photo shoots, you're a very disturbed human. And I think the main issue with a company like Balenciaga is that they've come out and said that they didn't realize what was wrong with the photos and they've blamed other people and they haven't really taken accountability for their actions and stuff. And with a brand that big, those photos would have to get approval from so many people before they're released to the public. I do not understand how they've managed to say that they didn't know it was wrong and everyone said it was fine and suddenly they were just released before anyone got to say anything. I'm like, no, don't make us, like, don't treat us like we're dumb. I know these photos would have gone through many people's hands before they were released to the public. It just doesn't make sense in my mind. Another bop Charlie D'Amelio winning Dancing with the Stars. I loved watching her dance every week. A lot of people said she didn't deserve to be there because she was already a trained dancer, but she was incredible. She was entertaining. We saw her come out of her shell more. I think she did a beautiful job and she definitely deserved that win because she was the best. And you can't say that she didn't deserve to be there because she's a trained dancer because they've had other trained dancers in previous years and they've all won as well. So I do, I don't see what the problem is and it's not her main form of income anymore. It's not like she is a professional dancer full time. So she is first and foremost, a celebrity, a star, if you will, for something else. Therefore, I think it's fine that she was on Dancing with the Stars. And I think she really did deserve that win. I thought it was iconic. Oh, where am I? A flop. Okay. People are going to hate me again. Courtney and Travis's wedding. Sorry guys. Like I know so many people loved it. Just wasn't really for me. I'm really with Khloe Kardashian when she said, you know, she would have preferred to see the wedding dress at 
the reception or something like that or after party, whatever. Obviously, I'm not going to dictate what they decide for their wedding. I just think that, you know, it was such a huge moment in pop culture and it didn't really pop off the way I thought it would. Okay, now you're going to have to bear with me while I do the Bobs and Flops movie editions because I have written some down and then I was like, surely this isn't like all the best and worst films that I've seen this year. And then so I've had to do some Googling again to see what else came out this year because it hurts my brain capacity, honestly. So movie bop for me, don't worry, darling. I genuinely loved it, just like regardless of all the drama surrounding the film. Loved the new Top Gun, really iconic. We love Miles Teller and his little shimmy he does on the beach. Ugh, gets me going. We love the new Black Panther. We love everything, everywhere, all at once. We love the new Enola Holmes. I cried. I cried at the end of Enola Holmes when, when I realized it was a true story based on a true story, obviously not a true story, but based on a true story, I literally weeped. I was like, oh, yes, women. We love where the crawdads sing. I just watched the new Knives Out Glass Onion. I really loved it. Do I think it was better than the original Knives Out? No, but I thought it had its entertainment value. I love the dark uh, comedy and the dry sense of humor. I love that. Loved Luckiest Girl Alive. Millie Kunis did a wonderful job with this. Um, I thought it was really gripping. We discussed this in, a, in an episode. I did not know what was coming. So I wish that there was some sort of warning because it was quite confronting. However, I thought it was brilliant. Loved Amsterdam. I haven't seen Smile. Some people love it. I'm too scared to watch it. I have not watched Matilda yet. I plan to have not watched X yet. I plan to, um, but both are apparently bops. I was literally just on TikTok watching them do revolting children. And you guys are going to be like, Tilly, you fucking idiot. Because I just realized that the song revolting children is like, not only is it like, yeah, they call us revolting children because we're disgusting and like wild kids, but they're literally revolting like they're revolting the system. They are revolting children. That only just occurred to me. And I feel very stupid for admitting that as well. But iconic, we love, I love so much of the music in that musical. So Tim mentioned my hat goes off to you because brilliant show. I love it. So I can't wait to watch the movie. I liked Nope. Do I think it was one of Jordan Peele's best films? Nope but I did like it. I liked Not Okay. I think it said a lot about our generation. Again, do I think it was the best movie ever? No, but like, I thought it was great. And I think it was eye-opening and it made us think the price of fame and what people are wanting to do with social media these days. I have to throw in the Harry Potter 20th anniversary. (laughs) I started my year with that at the start of this year. So I have to finish my year with that as well. I'm a big Harry Potter fan. Um, As I was saying earlier about separating the art from the artist, I think they did a really good discussion about this on Culture Vulture, the podcast this year. And I was listening to it the other day and they were discussing Harry Potter because so many people are fans of Harry Potter. And it's like, how can you be a fan and also be disgusted by JK Rowling's transphobia and racism and um, the many other issues that come along with JK Rowling and the topic of Harry Potter. And I think it's very interesting, like learning to separate the art from the artist and 
You can still love a movie or music by a certain artist, um, but you don't have to love the person who created it. So that's something I'm still trying to learn because I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, but I do feel a lot of guilt for even like admitting to that sometimes. I don't know if it's even the right thing to call it guilt, but alas, here we are. Um, what else did I love this year? Let's have a think. Okay. I really loved the new light year. Um, as in Buzz Lightyear. I grew up with Toy Story, so I thought it was brilliant. A flop for me? Ah, again, I'm a fake fan, maybe. I didn't love Doctor Strange, Adam, the, uh, sorry, Black Adam, or Morbius, which for like more of a superhero or anti-hero type of route that we're going down, I was really excited for all three films and I did not love any of them. Um, like that really sucks that I'm saying I didn't love uh, Doctor Strange, but I think when you put it in comparison to something like Everything Everywhere All at Once, which came out literally at the same time, they were in cinemas at the same time, and they both had similar topics about like the multiverse and stuff like that. It was really hard to not love one more than the other. And I just loved Everything Everywhere All at Once a little bit more. Um, Black Adam, like, I'm sorry, I'm just not the hugest fan of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, even though he is my cousin. Sorry, Dwayne. It's going to be an awkward Christmas for us. Um, Speaking of Adams, though, The Adam Project was great. (laughs) That was my segue to get out of that one. Um, I love Taika Waititi. I didn't think Thor Love and Thunder was the best Thor, though. Um, was it funny? Yes, but it just didn't have me like totally like enthralled. So for that one, that was a bit of a flop. Moving on to TV shows. I think, okay, you, y'all are going to be like, Tilly, what the hell? But my, one of my favorite <laughs> reality shows of 2022 has to be Love Island UK. It's just iconic, Davide and Ekansu and Honey Buns, like so much stuff came out of that. It was very culturally relevant this year, so I really just loved it. I love quoting their accents. I love pretending I'm Molly May, even though she's from a few seasons ago, and being like, Tommy, what the fuck was that? Like, it's just so satisfying. Oh, I love it. But yeah, Ekansu, Davide being like, you're a liar. I love it. And I can see his dramatic speech and just a really iconic season. May the best heartbreaker win. Oh, I love it. Um, what else? White Lotus season two. I just finished it last week. And honestly, uh, I think it is one of my favorite shows of all time. Love season one, love season two. There are so many theories around the show. Um, obviously, I think Mike White is brilliant writer and I love what he's created with this show and I think it's interesting how each season kind of has a similar um it's kind of like people have discovered that it's kind of like sins the first season was very much about greed and I think it was about power in terms of money and then the second season is definitely like power within sex and that's a sin obviously with like lust and stuff like that so I think that was very interesting um loved house of dragons we loved wednesday loved heartbreak high finally a really amazing show to come out of australia which is culturally diverse and it has gone 
worldwide. There are people in America who now know what an essay is. Like, I think it was just a really, like, it really shaped Australian television. And I think it's going to mean that there's going to be a lot more high budget TV shows set in Australia coming out of Australia that will be a global phenomenon. And I'm really excited for that. Loved Anatomy of a Scandal. That one I got really into at the start of the year. And Heartstopper was super wholesome, super heartwarming. Loved Heartstopper. Okay, now this, again, I'm like not 100% on where I stand with this. I think Dharma was brilliantly done. Um, I was incredibly disturbed, felt physically sick after watching pretty much every episode. Um, However, I don't like the the romanticism that has come out of it because, of course, people are big fans of Evan Peters, so they're now romanticizing him on the internet in the role of Jeffrey Dahmer, just as they did with um, Zac Efron when he played Ted Bundy, which is a real shame because it's like, you're not meant to love this person. Like, it, like they're depicting a character who we should not like. So stop making it like sexy TikToks about it. It's gross. Please stop. Inventing Anna was a flop for me. I don't love it. I did not have time for this. I did not have time for you. I just hated it, to be honest. I couldn't watch it. Couldn't get through it. Um, People might not agree with me. Like, I know a lot of people loved it. You don't have to agree with me. You're entitled to your wrong opinion. Um, But yeah, I don't think it was very great. Now on to one of my favorite segments, because I have done a lot of listening this year, is Bops and Flops podcast edition. Um, I've only got one major flop and for, well, actually, no, I've got two. Um, my biggest flop, obviously Andrew Tate. Fuck you, Andrew Tate. I hate you. And I don't want to give you any more airtime than that. My second flop, look, it's an interesting one. The impulsive podcast, mostly because of the episode with Liam Payne, um, I think it was just very disappointing to watch somebody who is obviously in a vulnerable position, who is being fed alcohol, who is meant to be going through sobriety, um, and then opening up when they are under the influence. I thought it was disappointing. And it was also disappointing, of course, to the fans of One Direction and Liam Payne and stuff like that. Um, Regardless what he had to say was a bit of a shock to everyone. But I think when you consider all the surrounds of what made him say some of those things or the egging on and how he was willing to open up after a few drinks, it makes you question a few things. Um, as for bops, I've just started listening to slow burn Roe V Wade, which is very interesting, very educational. And, It is an award-winning show, um, obviously, about the U.S. Supreme Court's leaked plans to overturn Roe v. Wade. Um, It is from, obviously, a few months ago because it is from before they did overturn Roe v. Wade. It was about, like, leaked plans to do so. And I think it's very interesting um, shining the spotlight on um, how few rights women felt that they had over their bodies prior to the 1973 ruling of Roe v. Wade. And then, of course, um, looking at it now, once it has been overturned and 
how women in America really are suffering due to this. Um, sorry to bring it down or onto the episode, but I think it's a very educational listen and I highly recommend to everyone. One of my favorite podcasts this year it has to be Saving Grace if I just want a bit of a chuckle. She did this great episode with Max Balegde, who is probably one of my favorite TikTokers of all time. I think he's just hilarious without even meaning to be. My favorite TikTok he's ever done is when he went to the Top Gun movie premiere and he was like, Tom Cruise is mugging me off. Like, I just think he's just hilarious. I love Max Belegde and him mixed with Grace on that episode. I was out on a walk and I was literally giggling and like laughing out loud. And people who were walking past me must have thought I was a lunatic. But if you really want a good belly laugh, those two really had me going. I have to, of course, mention Abby Chatfields. It's a lot. She's one of my favorite podcasters. I think she's got interesting opinions of things. Do I always agree with her? No. Do I expect everyone to always agree with me? No. Like, I think she just comes from a very educated standpoint in what she has to say. Therefore, I'm like willing to listen to her more than perhaps some other podcasters. No tea, no shade, just facts. I love She's on the Money podcast. I think it is a really great podcast because I struggle to save my money and invest, and this gives me some tips and tricks. The teacher's trial was brilliant this year, which kept you up to date with the trial um, of the case, which was brought about and obviously popularized in the media by the Teacher's Pet podcast, which is no longer on air because of the teacher's trial. Um, but that was a brilliant listen, keeping you up to date with all of the news and headlines surrounding the trial that finally came about this year. Um, I have to mention chat 10 looks three. My mom would kill me if I didn't because she loves chat 10. She is a chatter. She's in the group chat. She follows it very hardcore. She is a fan. She claims to even be in the quote unquote cult of chat 10 looks three. So I have to mention them. Shout out to you, mom, for being a cult member. Now, T, I genuinely love Megan Pastetto's So Dramatic podcast. Just when I'm feeling a little bit shady, when I know, when I really want to know the tea, especially surrounding like um, influences and also like people on reality TV shows. It's just a bit of easy listening for stuff that it's like, if you just want to have one in the background while you're doing housework and stuff, I just love being like, ooh, drama. It's just funny to me. I love The Chaser Report by The Chaser. I think that's a brilliant podcast. Anatomy of a Murder was really great. Oh, what else? There was genuinely so many. Carrie and Tommy, I love both of them so much. I think they create hilarious content. I have always had a bit of a crush on Tommy as well. Um, if he ever meets me, I hope he doesn't know this because I will be embarrassed. And I just love Carrie Bickmore with my whole heart. Of course, mentions for Shameless podcast, Pretty Basic with Alicia Marie and Remy Ashton. I did really get into Call Her Daddy this year, Hot Topic, but I thought um, there were some really great episodes on that. Really got into And That's What You Really Missed, which is the Glee podcast hosted by the people who played Tina and Archie, Artie, sorry. Oh my God, I'm not even a real Glee fan. I did really like Hilo by M. Rada, M. Radikowski, um, Radikowski. She did some great episodes. Loved Podcrushed. If you don't know what Podcrushed is, it is the new podcast 
that has Penn Badgley, who played Dan in Gossip Girl in it. And he's also the guy in You, um, I think. It was like so many great episodes of that. Super interesting uh, interviews with other celebrities, people he's worked with, ex-castmates of You or of Gossip Girl. Um, just really interesting chats and about heaps of different topics as well. Um, I think one of my favorite shows this year is definitely Culture Vulture by Shit You Should Care About. We love some Kiwi girls going out there and like speaking their minds about very interesting topics and like giving very nuanced opinions as well. I really love their podcast Um, and they've really opened up my lingo this year. I think I can say that this year I've been in goblin mode And in 2023, I want to be Phoenixing. And those girls have taught me that. So thank you to them. But number one podcast of 2022 has to be Hot Mess Podcast by Matilda Johnson. Ah! Super proud of what I've been able to achieve with this podcast this year. And it is all thanks to you guys listening at home, listening and playing along at home. If it weren't for you guys, this podcast wouldn't even still be going. And I am super proud of what we've been able to create with this space. I'm super proud of the fact that You guys are listening to me ramble a majority of the time and seem to be enjoying it. It shocks me every single day that I have listeners and that I have followers and that I was able to turn what was just going to be a passion project into a side hustle. Hopefully one day I'll make it my career as well. So thank you guys. I love you guys so much. If you liked this episode, if you've liked following along in 2022, wherever you're listening, please give this a big thumbs up, a five-star rating, good review, whatever you can to really boost our profile so that we can get more followers and can get more opportunities for listeners again in 2023. I really want to make this bigger and better and better production value and everything that's included with that in 2023. I just want it to be just as big and as iconic as possible. I want to be able to upload videos to YouTube of the episodes so that if you're more of a watcher rather than a listener, you can watch along about these conversations and feel like you're really included and sitting here having a conversation. I feel like that'll be great. And I really want to have more guests on in the future because I think some of my best episodes have been the ones where I've had other people feature as well and we've just had really great conversations loved my previous episode with Kira that one got a lot of hot reviews so thank you guys again again if you liked this episode and if you've liked our content this year please give me rave reviews and I would really appreciate it and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at TikTok at hot mess underscore podcast Thank you guys so much again, and I really hope you have an amazing new year, and I also really hope you had an amazing Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you're celebrating this time of year. I hope it brings you a lot of joy. I hope you're surrounded by family and friends, and I hope you get everything that you want in the new year. We're manifesting hard. Next week, we will be discussing our goals and how we're going to achieve achieve them, and we're going to make it happen. Next year, I'm feeling really positive about what we're going to achieve. So I love you guys. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And I hope for a very messy new year. Bye.